Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Take a man podcast from Odyssey Sports. That's Logan Paulson. I am Craig Hoffman. Uh, we are doing the Take a Man pregame show one more time. It will be at one o'clock on Sunday. Thanks to the 425 start. Uh, nice. That is 425 on Fox on your television. Uh, I imagine they'll get the A crew, by the way. Uh, poor, poor Kevin Burkhardt and Greg Olson are going to have to make a trip to Washington uh, to FedEx because because they're it's the Cowboys and the NFC yeah. East is on the line. You know, Fox right. is sending those guys. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you're probably right. Uh, but anyway, we'll be on your radio while they're on your TV. Uh, One o'clock is when the Take Command pregame show will start on Sunday. Uh, you can check us out live at Tap Sports Bar, uh, which also means Logan, we get to watch all the one o'clock games uh, as we as we broadcast. We get to be incredibly distracted, which is very very fun. All right, uh, let's yeah, get into the tape. Always, that makes it better. It does make it better. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, it, it's a longer day, but at least we get to watch a ton of football. All right, let's get into. The tape from Sunday. Uh, Commanders obviously lose the game uh, to the San Francisco 49ers. Um, It is a game where they were very competitive for three quarters. Uh, The doors kind of come off uh, in the fourth. Sam throws two picks. Um, And can we start with actually the first pick? There's obviously a lot more to talk about. um, But I think that play is so fascinating. Because when we talk about play calling and, you know, your pre-snap stuff and kind of understanding what needs to happen, one of the things that I said on Sunday, which I, I still agree with I agree with past me is like I at least like compared to what he had been doing the previous three weeks his three worst games of the season that he hit it he knew there was you know cover zero coming he hit his back foot and he got that ball out but there's not really a good place for him to go with the football and I just kind of wonder too from like a play calling or an ability to audible an ability to read pre-snap and realize you probably should go to something else like what do you make of the call, the decision, the process, how it all comes together? Because I think that could be a really illustrative play of kind of 
where Sam is and, and where this offense is and how it all fits together. Yeah, I thought that was a really interesting play because I think when you first turn it on, you're kind of like, man, there's not a lot of opportunity. They're basically running like what I would call a flag, a version of flag. So they're running like a like a five-yard out by Terry that's coming back to the ball, like a swirl maybe. Um, some people call it a squirrel, whatever you want to call it. And then you got a corner by the tight end. So a high-low concept which is good for versus cover two. And then on the backside, you basically got like some version of Skinner or all go where you get like a, a guy coming across and then guy run like a skinny post basically. And so initially when you watch the play, you're like, like this is tough because they're bringing double a gap pressure. It ends up being like essentially a zero look. They're manned up across the back end. And, um, and I don't, I don't hate the decision by Sam to throw the ball to Terry, but it doesn't look like Terry and he are on the same page or the ball placement isn't exactly right. Like, if you're going to do that, let's get the ball a little bit farther outside. But then I think back to, again, when you watch a lot of quarterback plays, you get a lot of opportunity to watch some really good players. And so Matt Stafford, I think they were playing Baltimore, and it's zero, and he knows it's zero. And so you see him take a deeper drop. He feathers back and throws the corner in this look. It's not exactly the same route distribution, but throws basically throws the ball to the back pylon and just says, my guy's going to run under it and catch it or no one's going to catch it. And he throws it to Cooper Cup for a touchdown. And I think like that to me is when we talk about adding stuff to the CPU is stuff that Matt Stafford has learned over a 15-year career. And he's extremely physically talented and he can make that throw. That to me kind of encapsulates kind of what we're talking about. It's like, yeah, like you you understand the basics. The ball needs to get out, right? This is the route. This is probably my most likely hot throw. But right. It's man, I'm going to throw to Terry. Right. But I think understanding kind of the concept, how I can help the help help mitigate the rush by feathering away from where I'm weak in the protection, um, I think is, is that kind of the next step stuff that a guy, a guy like Joe Flacco didn't really have to do a ton of when he was a rookie with the Ravens because they ran the ball 30 times a game, right? Like they, nice. they deleveraged him in that way. And so I think like when I look at that play, I think that's kind of like what one element of what we're talking about. It's, it's not the, the arm talent. It's not the release. It's not even the understanding. It's just that next level of, of, of football that takes that from an interception. Like even if he puts that ball out to the sideline to Terry, like I'm okay with that too. Cause you're understanding like where, where the DBs leveraged on the receiver, where my receiver has the advantage. If it's incomplete, it's okay, man. It's third and eight. We'll kick a field goal. And instead, you get you turn it over there to an offense um, that's playing really good football and playing very consistent football in the 49ers. And you you know you're probably not, not going to get the ball back. So to me, that's kind of what I took from that is like lose a little bit of ground, do that classic Patrick Holmes, backpedal away, put that sucker up with a high arc before the guy's even out. And hopefully Logan Thomas can make a play for you. And I think, again, I think that kind of, again, encapsulates what's some of the issues with Sam. And so does the second pick, quite frankly. Yeah. Well, just real quickly on that first one, like, is that also a scenario where a veteran quarterback just gets out of the play? And it's like, I need to get myself a hot. I need to tell, instead of having my running back stay in, like, I'm just going to send him to the flat and I'm going to flare this ball out and hope he can make a play. But at the very least, I have something quick because the play itself is very long developing. You have a multi-point route, if you yes. will, with Terry. Like even your shorter route, Terry's got to go out then in. Right. Everything else is vertical down the field. So that's a pretty rough call against zero. Um, and whether that's EB should have called something different or and I, like this is not me being critical. I'm genuinely asking. Yeah. Or is it something where Sam should be able to see that and, and does he have the power to audible out of that? 
or is the play fine as is assuming it's zero when when snapped and the only sol- and the correct solution is to just give your guy a shot on the corner yeah, i mean i think that uh, it'd be interesting to see how they coach it for sure and i think one of the things is people have this this understanding or this perception that quarterbacks all quarterbacks kind of do whatever they want at the line of scrimmage right that's not, not the case right so unless you've got that called unless you've alerted that i guess maybe is the way i'd say it. unless you've you've discussed what your zero solution is in the week. I, he's not going to go up there and just be like, oh, hey, I no, I don't like this. Let's run slants or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, So I think that's maybe something to look at from like an offensive coordinator. And I got, that's, that's how I try to look at that play, is what are his answers versus zero? And to me, it's the corner. And is that a high percentage throw? If you're Sam, if you're Matt Stafford, yeah, it is a pretty high percentage throw because he hits it every single week, right? And that's why people don't do zero that much against him because he's a baller, <laughs> right? right? But if you're if you're Sam, if you're Sam, is that a high percentage throw? And could I give him more opportunity to kind of again do the stuff you're talking about? Maybe we check to a screen. Maybe we check to something else, right? Maybe we check to a 70 protection where the tight end stays in and we're good and Terry really runs a true isolation route. Like, again, like that's hard stuff to do. It has to be done in the week. Um, and it's kind of something we've talked about before. Is is Sam ready for that? Is, is EB just feeling like you should be able to hit this corner because Patrick Mahomes can hit the corner? Like those are the types of questions that – come up in that play and again sometimes the defense just gets you quite honestly like you you they've been pretty consistent about running this tampa two coverage in the red zone that backside uh two-man post would absolutely murder that but they don't right they run cover zero and you're in a bad spot and i and i've been on offenses where that's happened and the coach comes in the meeting and says that's on me it's a bad play call right but i look at sam and i say we're talking about sam's development here and i say if I'm a coach, I'm assuming that that corner is the hot option there. Um, you know, if I were, if I was putting money on it, but again, yeah. like I'm not in the room, I'm not in the install. So I don't know for sure. Gotcha. All right. Overall, big picture thoughts on Sam had performance over the course of the game. Yeah. I mean, I think, so I think people come out of this and say, Oh, well, look, he hits this explosive to Terry. He throws a touchdown to Terry. And I get that. I understand. Like I was excited about it too, but and, and again, like, let's talk about the first completion of Terry because I think there's a lot of value there, right? He gets the line of scrimmage. He checks the play. It's three by one. Great job formationing at EB to get Terry as kind of your man-beating person in this look, right? Good job. Excellent job across the board. Sam gets it. They bring a little bit of pressure. He is very composed, puts a beautiful ball out there. Great job. Love that. Love that he checked to it. Love that he identified man. Love that he found his best matchup. Love that the formation is positioned in a way where Terry's going to run that man-beating route. Great job. However, man coverages in the NFL on that concept, like people should be able to make that throw, I think is my is my thought. And Sam has shown an ability over the course of the year to make that throw. The thing that Sam struggles with is when it's zone coverages, it's this weird amorphous match coverage and I have to read something out or I have to manipulate a hook player with my eyes and hit the dig or hit the sit. Like that's where Sam has struggled. Like he's been excellent with the quick game. He's been excellent with the shot plays for the most part, right? It's the it's the kind of the middle of the field minutia quarterback play that's been very challenging. And again, we can talk about whether that's fair or not to put that all on, on his plate, but that's where he struggled. So when Sam hits that throw, I'm like, I have every expectation that Sam 
and 32 other quarterbacks in the NFL make that throw, quite honestly. Like, that's just how I feel about the play. It's a great play, but I that's playing quarterback in the NFL. The throw to Terry in the end zone, I love it, right? They're playing this kind of, um, it's like a lurk coverage. The safety's pushing to the three to the three by one. They move the back across the formation and across protection. So everybody's over there. Terry's by himself and a one-on-one. Love the back shoulder. Love that that's completed. Again, that's my expectation is that most quarterbacks in the NFL make that throw. And Terry makes a play for you. So, I, like, I don't want to take, like, diminish how good that play well, I was. Think that's, I think that's good to show because a couple, like, for the previous three weeks, he wasn't even doing that. Correct. And so, like, when we talk about is he cooked, like, nah, he's still he's still kicking. Yeah. No, no, I think that's that's right. It's good stuff, right? It's it's That's good. But, again, in terms of, like, saying, oh, this shows that Sam deserves to be starting in the NFL. Right. Not, I'm not on that boat, Right. And so then you get to like the the second interception. And this is again where it's like it's not all on Sam. And I want to make that very clear. Like you just said, not sure about the we're not both of us. We're not sure about the play call in the red zone. Because we don't we're not in the meet meeting. We don't know what the answers are. Sam might have messed it up. Like I had a conversation with Ron a couple of weeks ago about something, and they were just saying, Oh, like, yeah, we didn't check to the right thing. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, we were like cooking this guy because of this thing we thought. And then it actually turns out that they wanted to do that thing, but we just didn't get the check called or the, the guy didn't hear the check. And I was just like, that's kind of the minutiae of playing football. So that play, there might've been answers, right. Sam, and I not got to it, whatever it is. But then there's this, the, the second interception, like Jahan, our guy has been, I think had a pretty solid game to this point. They're running um, what I call attack or what Kyle calls attack, which is basically four 10 yard stops. And it's a really good play because if it's zoned, you can kind of manipulate hook players and get the ball where you need to get it. It looks like it's man coverage. I'm going to work the isolation route with Jahan. Jahan does a pretty good job on the release, on the comeback or the, you know, the coming back to the quarterback part. The guy grabs him. Sam pulls the ball down and then tries to work back to Curtis super late in the down. And there's an interception. And I look at that and I say, probably a more experienced quarterback throws that ball anyway and draws the PI, right? Because it's all tangled up. And I also think you got to understand that like, I can't work so basically, Jahan's on the left, Titans over the ball. Curtis is on the far side. I can't. Work. Uh, it was Pringle, Pringle, not Curtis, but yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, Pringle. Yeah, yeah. I can't work all the way back to that right. player. It's not going to time up effectively. And so again, I think Jahan could have been better there. I think a more experienced player just lets that ball rip, even if it's out of bounds, just to draw the pi. Because you've seen quarterbacks do that all the time. And then I think understanding that I can't be that late back to that. And I got to find the back and the check down is probably, again, it just shows where he's at in terms of that minutia quarterback stuff. And again, he looks a little bit overwhelmed at times. And it is it entirely his fault? Let me just say this again for people at home who are listening. No, there's a lot of things going into this. But like ultimately he throws a pick on doing something he shouldn't do. And I think that kind of shows his game a little bit, right? There's the, he has another nice completion of Curtis uh, Samuel on like a corner route. Love how he's kind of layered in there. Um, but yeah, th- that, th- that's kind of his game to me in a nutshell. It's two plays where it's like, could it, could it have been more supported? Probably, but the two throws he does make are throws I expect him to make. So yeah, I don't know that that's kind of how I feel about it. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Yeah. I mean, by the way, that's also for those listening in the car or wherever else you're listening, not just those listening at home. That, that, that was a lesson for everybody. Um, you, you said, you said people listening at home and now, oh oh, yeah, everybody, cars, yeah, cars, the whole thing. I'm trying to be inclusive, Logan, trying to bring some levity. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Maybe that was a poor decision by me. Anyway, no, the I was point I, is, sorry. My phone's blowing up right now for some reason, so I had to put it on. Nah, focus nothing, mode. nothing, nothing major happened, did it? Like, no, we're no, not, no. It's just we don't, we don't have any breaking news in the middle of the podcast. No, just from my other show. Everyone wants to give Everyone feedback wants. on that show, so we're gonna yeah. we're gonna wait on that. Yeah. All right, we're uh, tough <laughs> tough for them. You're doing this show now, um, and there's your levity. Yeah. Point is, um, yeah, Sam's. Sam's got to continue to grow if he's going to be a yeah. successful player in this league and, and you can kind of see it in this game. But you, I think most importantly, you see like for him long-term, like you see that it, he's not ruined forever. Like right. he came back, he right. looked, he looked from a demeanor standpoint, a confidence standpoint, like the guy we saw earlier this year, unfortunately by week 17, we don't want to see the guy we saw week seven or whatever, you know, week pick, pick your one earlier this week where he's up and down. And yeah. you know, we're talking about the resiliency. Like we want to see some growth and, and I don't yeah. think we've necessarily seen that growth, which leads us to the final question for the season uh, if you will, is like, if you're Ron and Jacoby's hamstring is fine, Ron left open the opportunity or the possibility to go back to Jacoby. Would you do that? Would you just be like, Hey, no, Sam's Sam, Sam showed that he's playable. Like we should, we should let him finish out the season. Yeah. I don't really know what I would do. I, I don't know. I, I, this feels like there's an interpersonal like kind of relationship thing happening here. Like, I feel like Jacoby, I feel like in a weird way, Jacoby deserved to start this game. You know, I like, agree with you. Like, I don't know whether that would be enough. Like, Jacoby, let me put it this way: Jacoby deserves to get a start for how incredible right. he's been behind the scenes all year. I don't know whether that's enough to actually let him start because right. there's other factors at play that might be more important, such as getting Howell another game of experience and the you know his third time going against the same opponent twice. Like that's a that's a skill, the divisional opponent thing in the NFL. Um, and like, can he show that he can adjust to a defense that he's seen before in the same way that defenses have adjusted to him? Like I'd probably just start Sam. Um, but I also get the Jacoby thing. Yeah. And I think that's where I'm kind of on the fence is like, does it, does it really matter who starts? Like probably not. Right. It matters like, a relative term here. At yeah. This point yeah the year. Right. But I, I'm not saying that to be mean. I'm just saying like, yeah. if, if Sam starts like, great he's building experience but kind of to what end right we've just kind of discussed or at least you know relatively high level about how we both think he's probably not gonna be the starter here next year he'll be a backup and getting him more experience is important but is is that value outweigh you know maybe giving giving guys in the team an opportunity to showcase themselves in a way or, or kind of position themselves for free agency or help eb maximize the league's view of what he's done here in, in terms of his effectiveness of the offense. And so those are the types of things that I, I kind of think behind the scenes, maybe are conversations that are happening where it's like, you know, I want to make sure that we show that 
you know, Jahan's a good football or whatever those things are. Jahan's so a good Jahan football was player. the guy that I was thinking about, right? Because like we make this argument for Sam of like, well, you got to get him the most experience and the, be the best, most meaningful experience. And I'm like, well, we just talked about how he's probably not the starter. Like Jahan is a former first rounder who right. is 100% going to be a starter for you, whether it's as the two or the three in the slot. Like, right. you know, slot receivers are going to play 80% of the game. Um, so do you value the opportunity for Jahan to have a confidence builder going into the off season and, and try to get him the ball a little bit more and know that Jacoby's the better option to do that? Like I could, I could certainly make that argument. Yeah. And I think the other thing is, you know, yeah. And that's kind of where I'm at with it. Like, yes, Sam is a thing and I want Sam to grow and develop because I like Sam. I, like we've talked about his talent is upside potentially, but I also want to, if if they're if he's inhibiting the offense to a point where you can't get a good evaluation on them, it's kind of the same thing when Ron took over as DC. It went from basically like I was kind of like, man, like they've had a ton of work to do this offseason. They've got all these pieces, no one's playing well, to now Ron's taken over as DC, and all of a sudden you're like, Oh man, like Cody Cody Barton's playing well, Cleek Hudson's playing well. Oh, look at Quan, he's got something to you know what I mean? And and all of a sudden the, the total landscape of the defense totally changed. Is that what's going to happen when Jacoby plays? And all of a sudden you're like, wow, EB was coaching way better. EB had more solutions. Um, Jahan is actually creating more separation than we thought. The O-line's playing better than we thought, you know, emphatically, like whatever. And that's the thing. If that's true, which I don't know, there's nothing that I have that says that is true or not true, um, then I want to see Jacoby play, basically is what yeah. it comes down to. And I don't think Jacoby's going to help them win the game necessarily more than Sam. I think it's going to be a tough look either way. But I do think if that's if it's going to help with the evaluation of the offensive roster, then I think that's something you should definitely do. Yeah, if you're Jacoby, this is a there's here's the sinister part. Like if you're Jacoby, do you want to right now? You've got five drives, meaningful drives. You had one, yeah. six drives total. The last one of which you were just trying to kill the clock. You handed the ball off three times, uh, and then the Jets got the ball back and won the game. Whoopsies. Uh, but in in the five drives, you were told, "Hey, go operate the offense." You've scored five touchdowns. Yeah, you have good. everyone in the building saying how great of a teammate you are, that you were essential. You know all this stuff. Everything about you right now is as positive as you can make it. Do you want to go out there and play? And by the way, Jacoby represents himself. Um, you know, and so he's he's got to make the decision all by himself. He can't talk to his agent. There's no nefarious agent play here. It is purely <laughs> Jacoby making this decision. Or are you just like I'm good, man? Like Jake Fromm can put his helmet on again. I'm uh me and my hamstring are going to get to this offseason healthy and uh, I'm I'm good. So, you know, obviously you want him to be healthy, but I've heard some crazy stories from guys that I've known who've played in New England and know him pretty well, basically saying that like uh, there was one year where he basically had a broken hand, broken bone in his throwing hand and everyone was like, he should probably sit down. But Jimmy Garoppolo was also hurt with something that was, in their opinion, was significantly less serious. And Jacoby played and no one knew about it. Like, so I think Jacoby is a, is a consummate pro, an ultimate teammate. It's one of the reasons you brought him in. And I think it would take a lot for him to kind of go that more conservative route and basically be like, you know, I'm not going to yeah. do it because I'm going to rest on my resume. I, I think that's, and again, that's why people like him because yeah. he does stuff like that. And I yeah. respect that as a former player and, you know, like there's a business element to it and I want him to look out for himself, but also I don't think, at least in my limited interaction with him, I don't, and, and from things I've heard, obviously, I don't think he's wired that way. Yeah. I think the other thing too, that people underrate is you only get so many chances to play. And like Terry right. talked about this after the game, like 
He's like, right now, I, I know what the score is, but I only get so many chances to play. And like, I want to go out and I want to play football. And like you as an NFL, and you know this far better than I, like yeah. you don't know how long you get to play NFL football. It is incredibly rare. It's incredibly special. And to sit out games. And like, they've talked about this NBA guys with some of the rest management stuff. LeBron even. He's like, yeah. look, I know I'm me, but like, I only get so many chances to do this. And I want to play every single night because I want to play NBA basketball. Right. And I think for football, it's even more rare. You have the 17 games. For a guy like Jacoby, like there's no guarantees that he's going to be a starter ever. I remember. Um, so to, if he gets a chance, point, like, let's go. To your point, though, like I remember talking to guys like, you know, your your Mayos of the world or your Reed Dowdies, Will Compton, me. And it was like, oh, I love playing in the preseason because I actually get to play the position I'm here for as opposed to special teams. And I think there is something very intoxicating about that in a way that people have a really hard time understanding. Like I get to play the position that I haven't played for the last 16 weeks because this other guy's been playing. And like, I remember in 2011, um, you know, like there was an injury, I think Cooley and Fred both got hurt and I got to play the last four games. And it was like, I didn't care that we had, you know, we, we were five and whatever we were, we weren't going to make the playoffs. We were totally done, but like, I was frothing at the mouth and so was everybody else because it was a bunch of guys who had been on practice squads and done stuff. So I think there is something to that. It'd be interesting. I, yeah. And I think Jacoby kind of probably feels that same way. Yeah. I mean, he's a different stage in his career and his life, obviously and now than he was with the young guy in new England trying to prove himself, but yeah. something, something to keep in mind for sure for him and others going into week 18. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.